Welcome back to Not a Single Bother with me, Ashlyn Downing. What is the story? Hope everyone is well. Um, hope everyone's just surviving, especially everyone at home in Ireland. But I uh, just want to say thank you to everyone that messaged me and shared my previous episode with Tom Von Lawler, most known as Nidge from Love Hate. If you haven't listened, please listen and give me a little review and a rating over on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcasts. So this week, I you probably think <laughs> that I'm after like lowering my standards maybe because my next guest um, for this week's episode is actually my dad. But I disagree. I don't think I'm lowering my standards at all. I actually think that this is probably one of my favorite episodes. Um, I may be biased, but I don't think so. I just enjoy like listening to parents talking, even if it's not my own. Do you know what I mean? I listened to Deer and Garhi's podcasts um, ages ago and loads of her episodes. And I actually think the ones that she did with her mother and father are actually my favorite. So I think that's kind of what gave me the idea to bring my dad on. Initially, I wanted my mom to come on. Um, if you follow me on Instagram, you would have seen that I tried to get her to come on and no, the answer was a big fat no anyway, so maybe she might change her mind after she listens to this episode and sees all the attention that my dad is going to get. Maybe she's going to get a bit jealous, so who knows, we'll see. But yeah, that's about it. I'll probably just go straight into it and as usual, if you like it, please subscribe, share it, tell your friends, tell your family, tell whoever and give me a little review and a rating and I hope you enjoy the episode. Welcome to the podcast. <laughs> You're supposed to say thanks for having me. <laughs> okay. I thought you were doing that No, <laughs> no. You're supposed to say thanks for having me. Okay. Go again. Are you nervous? No. No. Are you, are you excited? We're just having a general conversation, shouldn't we? A general conversation, yeah. Well, what do you think of the podcast so far? Excellent. Yeah. You you seem to have. Um, a neck for them and getting the, the most out of people. And do, have you listened to all of them? I have listened to maybe not all of them, but 80% of them, I'd say. Yeah. <laughs> What's been your favourite one? My favourite episode, I would say, Ashlyn, is, is your interview with Tom Ron Law. Um, I thought it was very informative and, and you were you were excellent in your line of questioning and, and, and your knowledge of, of you obviously put a lot of work and research into before you started interviewing him. And I thought he, he responded very well to all your questions. And, and, and have you listened it, to all of them? Like, what, what's your least favourite one that I've done then? Um, <laughs> did you listen to I, the one I did with the stripper? I didn't, actually. <laughs> did you listen to the one I did with the boys? I did, yeah. Uh, what did you make of that one? Uh, it was okay, I suppose. <laughs> I wouldn't... Wouldn't be to your taste, I'd say, no. No, no, no. <laughs> right, so tell everyone a bit about yourself. So what do you do? Where are you from and all that? Well, I was born and raised in Alfred, a place called Kilikul. A family of seven. Um, five boys and two girls. Uh, I being the youngest boy. First um, was Angela, who was the oldest. Uh, then there was the five boys, and then there was one girl at the finish called Jane. So <laughs> we have Angela, Nicholas, Liam, Bernard, Patrick, myself, and Jane. Uh, my mother and father were farmers. 
those 50, 60 acres wouldn't be a very big farm. They worked hard and and, and my mother used to do bed and breakfast, believe it or not, during the summer. I don't and, even think I knew that. Yeah. Oh, nice. As a source of extra income. Where was she fitting them? We were all shipped out into the backyard. Uh, into, <laughs> into the backyard? <laughs> into, uh, it was a big, a big shed where uh, that was used in, 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 in the winter time for storing hay, our, our young calves. What? Um, yeah, it should be, should be cleaned <laughs> out the 1st of June and power washed and whitewashed. What? And they had the, they had these beds in that were stored for the winter and, and uh, these beds in were put into this big shed and uh, it was like going on a holiday. We used to love it. We <laughs> going on holidays out to the shed. <laughs> 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 five beds. You used to have five beds outside there. Well, Angela, Angela was gone. Angela was gone this day. She was in, she was in, in England nursing. And oh. uh, I remember myself. And Liam, Liam was probably gone as well. Yeah. Um, <laughs> myself and Patrick and Bernard and, and, and Nicholas. And uh, we had all our own beds. And sure, we, we thought it was great. Back on out. It was like going on a camping holiday nearly. <laughs> only inside the shade. So um, I suppose for the months of June, July and August, uh, there used to be a sign below at... We live at the end of a, there's a long avenue into our house in Cleekle and there was a sign put up below the road, Cleekle House, bed and breakfast. That time there was not a lot of hotels around Ashland and people who come from Cork in Dublin and drive to Kerry for their holidays and <laughs> they weren't booking online for their bed and breakfast and there was a lot of it was the mouth and uh, they'd see the sign for B&B and they'd roll on up the road and they'd stay for a night or two nights bed and breakfast and... My mother, being an excellent cook, she probably gave him too much to eat anyway. She, was, <laughs> know, she, yeah, she gave him two or five eggs instead of one and all this breakfast. <laughs> and the brown bread. But, uh, she was a great woman. She worked hard and that was a supplementary income, obviously, with the farm. And, of course, my father did with the greyhounds. He was running with the greyhounds. He he was a farmer and he was a greyhound trainer and a greyhound owner. And, and he did both together. Um and obviously that was another source of income because he was he was a successful man with greyhounds and he used to breed them and uh, rear them and maybe sell some of them as pups and keep more of them to bring them to racing age and get them to win their first race or their second race or maybe win three or four races and then sell them on. Mostly to England, I suppose. And in latter times, he uh, got in contact with a, with a woman in Florida her name was Pauline Wallace. She was married to a man named Barney O'Donnell. Pauline O'Donnell. She was she was a millionaire, to be honest. And she just I remember the phone ringing at three or four o'clock in the morning. It was Pauline O'Donnell because she was ringing from Miami, so the time difference. Oh, yeah. And she saw a greyhound of ours that won actually. She liked it, and that dog was shipped to Miami, and. There began a great relationship between Pauline O'Donnell and my father because she was very successful when she went to America racing and she bought a lot of dogs off us and she sent us over a greyhound, a, a dog for stud. His name was Yellowese, not boring people, but that was his name. And and um, he became a very su- successful stud dog here. And I suppose you could say that he's he has been the backbone of of a lot of our breeding, especially Liam's breeding in, in uh, Ballymac. So 
Liam's breeding, if we trace it way back, and my own breeding, the Kalikil breeding, goes back to the American bloodline that came in that time from from my father's time. So L- it proved a very successful partnership. Liam is my uncle, by the way, because obviously people don't know who Liam is. Liam, my brother being your uncle, yes, Ashton. Also has greyhounds. What were you like as a child then? Oh, I was a very, very quiet child. <laughs> I'd Ashton. say so. You actually uh, were, I'd say, though. That's not even a joke. <laughs> what? That you actually were, I'd say. I was. I was a quiet child, yeah. And uh, um, I don't know. Was it because I was the youngest of the boys? Um, I don't know. I, I now I'm sure they were all very close to their mother and father. But I, I, I was, I was very close to my mother and father, and and and. Um, I actually love working with him, and, and, and whether it was doing the cows and, and the calves or doing the dogs, um, I used I used to love being at home working uh, when I'd come home from school. I know all the, all the other lads would probably say they did the same, but same. <laughs> trying to make um, out now is if you did all the work and there, everyone else well, doing the same one. No. <laughs> so yeah, it was um, a great childhood, and, and Jane, obviously my younger sister, was mad for the dogs as well. So with mm. the two of us used. There were my memories that we used to be always working at the dogs with my father, you mm-hmm. know, and my mother then was the the clerical officer, I suppose, of the business at that time because always with greyhounds, there's a lot of paperwork to be done and a lot of um, mm. farm filling and all that. So she was excellent to that. And, and I remember then we used to have to, uh, when you, that time, you if you were to advertise a litter of pups, you had to write an advert and you posted after the sporting press and the advert would be put in the sporting press. The sporting press was a paper that Greyhound people bought. Yeah. And you would, the, the, the litter of pups would be advertised in the sporting press. So I seemed to be nominated for writing the adverts and <laughs> doing the work like that. The dad was a great dog and, and the mom was an outstanding mother and she <laughs> produced brilliant dogs in the previous litter. So I used to have to do that for you too. But not in the yeah. paper, but on the obviously not. That was what was the what's the website called? Um, yeah. What's the website called that you sell sell greyhounds on? Um, well, I can't I, I can't think of it now. Sure, but that was because the the IT part of it. You, you were the one that was <laughs> in my day. It was it was written and it was posted and then it yeah. appeared in the in in the sporting press and show with my brilliant. Advertising oh, skills. The phone behind. <laughs> oh yeah, brilliant advertising skills. You were the, you were the reason they were selling dogs and making money. Yeah. So what about now? So away from your childhood, tell them about yourself now. You're married to lovely Mary. You four gorgeous, wonderful children. One in particular Zombie. is the light yeah. of your life. <laughs> yeah. yeah. My name is. Her name is Casey. Yeah. <laughs> it's the first time she's ever heard that because I've heard different. <laughs> okay. I'm married to Mary and we have four children, no longer children. <laughs> Casey, Sean, you, Ashlyn, and, and Eamon, mm-hmm. the youngest. We got married quite young. Yeah. And um, What age were you? I was 21, I think. And Mary was... Uh, 18, was it? No, 19, I think. I <laughs> can't remember. 19. But when, when you, you started going out, when mom was like 16 or something, was that right? Yeah, 16, 16, 17, yeah. We met in Banner Beach Hotel, <laughs> which is quite 
the boat was to be halfway between both our houses. I suppose Mary lived down in a place called Ballymacqueen, which is about three or four miles from from where I lived in Kilikil. Um Mary was very friendly. Mary and her sister Helen, who is now married to my brother Liam, and mm-hmm. my sister Jane were, were great friends going to school. They used to always go to school together and hang around together. And so I would have known Mary and Helen growing up, obviously. Yeah. What's Banna now for people um, that aren't from Kerry? Banna Beach Hotel was a place for all of North Kerry that time. I suppose it was a, it, it was a venue for, for bands and for discos. Um, the happening spot, like the happening spot. It was, <laughs> it was actually more popular at that time, I suppose, than even the town of Chile. That all of Chile used to come out to Banner. There was buses coming from all of North Kerry, and they'd congregate on Banner Beach Hotel. And as I said, there'd be two or three different ballrooms there, and that was between there'd be live music and there'd be disco music, and um, there'd be bad exemptions, of course. Banner could be open until two or three o'clock in the morning, and um, that's not that late. That was, well. Officially open until two or three o'clock in the morning. If you would look, if you would look here or look here, whichever way you want to look at it, you could be <laughs> there four or five or six in the morning, maybe. Right. So uh, that's where I had my first dance with Mary. Woo! <laughs> Did you ask her to dance? Um, was that was that the way it went those days? You know, she actually came over and asked me to dance. To be oh. honest, <laughs> I wonder now if I asked her, would she say the same thing? <laughs> Yes, she would. Did she? Did she actually? Yeah. She came. She approached you. She did, yeah. Well, by God. Well, huh? we, we we were in each other's company, and we were kind of there. And then she said, "Will we go for a dance?" And she was so grand, so come on. <laughs> grand, so sure. <laughs> and uh, and the rest is history. That's where it all started. Yeah, and, and then uh, it kind of blossomed and blossomed quickly. I suppose we became. Very close, and um, we fell madly in love. Oh, Jesus, aren't you very cute? <laughs> and then what happened? Then what happened? Um, well, Mary became pregnant uh, <laughs> with, with Katie. Yeah. Uh, and she was, what age was she? And actually, 18, I suppose. She was 19, I think. 19, yeah, she was 19. Sorry, she was 19. You let it this then, and you put in the. Mary was nine <laughs> when she became pregnant. Yeah, so and, uh, she was actually first year in college uh, when she was pregnant. And um, what was your reaction when you found out she was pregnant initially? Uh, initially, of course, we were shocked, I suppose, and and um, which we, I suppose, we fairly we decided fairly quickly that we were going to stay together and we were going to have the baby and and and, and we decided to, to marry i suppose which was kind of usual unusual obviously we were very young but we we said you know what we were going to go the full hug it was a brave move to make did you did you um tell anyone before you decide like did you tell anyone when you found out or did you decide that you were going to get married and all that before you ever told anyone? Or did you tell someone first? We told someone first. Well, we obviously both told our sets of parents first. They were the first people we told. What did they say? And, uh, they were surprised, I suppose. <laughs> what did uh, mum's pet what did Nana and Ned say? Well, it was Mary told him. So, uh, to be honest, I don't know what... <clears throat> I can't remember what Mary said. They said, to be honest, no. Yeah. Um, 
obviously it was a surprise and, and, and a shock, I suppose, at that age, you know. But um, yeah, like I, I had, I would have had met him obviously a few times. So it wasn't that they didn't know who I was or whatever, you know. So yeah, um, the two families would we're we're living quite close. So I would have known uh, Ned and Kathleen, and they would have known me, and and I would have met him quite a number of times before Mary became pregnant. So they knew who I was, obviously. Yeah. And I told my parents, obviously, and um, obviously it came as, I shouldn't be keep saying obviously, but <laughs> it, it, it came as a shock, of course. And, and um, Were they annoyed, like, either of them, a bit? No. 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 And uh, going back to what I said earlier, so after you told them, then you decided, right, let's get married. Yes, we did. Well, we discussed it, obviously, and we thought we had discussions about it. And, 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 um, Just between yourselves or with both your parents as well? Like, did, did they want you to get married? Friends and family, I suppose. We, 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 we outlined what we wished to do, and, 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 and we, we asked opinions of, of close family and friends, I suppose. And, 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 and um, they obviously, they could see that, that we were... We were Solid. Hmm? Solid. Yes, and they, they, would, they, they could see that we were determined to marry and that we, it, it wasn't something that we would do as a result of the pregnancy. So, um, right. So, and we went for that. It wasn't so much that pe- like people weren't actually being like, oh, you should get married now because you're, you're having a baby and, well, I'm going to wedlock and all that shite. It was like they were more so thinking that you might be rushing into it even though then they actually knew that you weren't like you weren't getting pressured by people no 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 that's strange because it's it's as in like it's quite it would have been quite common to be kind of it pressured was, yes and and, and 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 but i think both sets of parents um were were mature enough and and and, and intelligent enough to to they wouldn't have put that pressure on us, you know, yeah. and, and and it was a decision that we made ourselves. Yeah. And what would, what would you say, what would you say now if, uh, we're, none of us are 19 now, but if back when we were 19, if I, let's say me, for example, just me, if I was pregnant at 19 and I said, right, I'm going to marry this fella now because I'm pregnant, what would you say to me? Well, obviously, I, I would obviously have to know who he was. You know, yeah. and, 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 and we couldn't rock up to the door with some random fellow that I'd never met and, 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 and say, I'm marrying this fellow because I'm pregnant. Um, it would have to be, well, ultimately it would be your decision, but yeah. I would have, I would advise you of, uh, I would give my opinions on who, who the chap was and what I thought him on, on first glances or first up. <laughs> conversations with him and yeah. I could be wrong I could be right but as a father that's what I would say to you you'd be you'd be okay with me getting married at 19 is what I'm kind of asking more so than who let's say he wasn't a grand old fella you would be you'd be like right grand let's know about there off you go and walk you up the aisle well, there now girl ult- at the age ultimately, of ultimately Ashlyn at 19 you're an adult so I can't tell you either way. I, all I would do was give my opinion. Yeah, I suppose. Fair enough.
So how did you find having a baby so young and with mom studying and you working? How did you find it? I should it it was uh, you were definitely in at the deep end fairly quickly, you know. <laughs> but um I suppose anyone would say that we're two cool people. Um and we learned as we went along, to be blunt about it. Yeah. Um, obviously, we had great help from, from both sets of parents and from mm-hmm. brothers and sisters. And, and, and if there was ever help required or whatever, there, were, there was always great family support from both sides. So without that, it would have been probably impossible to do. But um, I mean, looking into it in, in, a, in a major way, without both sets of parents, there was no way mm-hmm. we would be where... Well, definitely we wouldn't be where we are today. And even for the first initial three or four years with Mary going to college, I was working as a farm manager in in, um, in Glen County, Limerick. It's about 45, 50 minutes of a drive from, from where we are now. The arrangement we came to was that, um, well, obviously when Mary was at home for the summer from college, she was at home and I we rented a house in, in, in Tarbert, which is quite close to Glen. And mm-hmm. what we did was, when Mary was in college, Mary's mom and dad would take Katie but during the week. I went to work in Glen. I came home every Wednesday evening, collect Katie, and stay with, with Ned and Kathleen for a while, obviously, collect Katie and go up to my own mother and father and spend an hour or two above with them. And um, there was no FaceTime or there was no WhatsApp or there was no... Um, Zoom. <laughs> Zoom at that time. So that was FaceTime, coming home and uh, look forward to picking up Katie and, and going up to my mother and father and spending some time with them mm. and going back to the Ned and Kathleen and spending time there and then um, either going home, going, going back to Glen that night or to Tarbot that night, late that night, or staying until early morning and, and, and sleeping in the same room as Katie and going back early in the morning. That was That was the... The, the two options I would take. Mary used to go to college every Monday morning. We'd come home every Friday evening. And I used to have to work every second weekend. So the weekend I was working, I'd come home on the Friday evening, I'd pick up Mary and Katie, and we'd go to, back to Tarbert, and we'd spend the weekend in, in the house I'd rented in Tarbert. And we'd come home on the Sunday evening, and we'd stay in, in Valley McQuinn, we did in Kathleen on the Sunday night, and Mary go back to college on the Monday morning. Mm. and I got up in the morning morning and that's the way we did it when she was in college so that was the way it was for was it three years she was in college three years obviously then when Mary was, was uh, on summer holidays or Christmas holidays or whatever she yeah. we'd, we'd live in Tabberton in the rented house and we'd come home the weekend that was off you know yeah jeez that is mad Kate was literally reared by well obviously she was reared by you but for the first three years she was with Nana Ned like 90% yeah. of the time. And yeah. um, how did you know at that age that you wanted to marry mom? Um, I just felt very comfortable being with her. Mm. Very com- She was very easy to talk to. We got on very well together. We, I suppose we had a lot of common likes and, and um, I found her very sincere and very genuine and... and um, and we just got on terribly well together. But do you reckon? Do you reckon if she didn't fall pregnant, that you would have gotten married anyway? 
I mean, I'd imagine I, so because you're still married now. But I do. yeah, I do. But how do you know? Like at that time and that age, I just feel like now, I don't know. That's probably everyone's the same. Like it's a different generation, but there's just no way in hell that I could think at the age of nineteen or twenty-one or whatever you were that yeah perfect that's the one now that I'm going to spend the rest of my life with like I'm 25 now and I'm with Dennis and I still wouldn't be so not not to say that it's anything to do with Dennis but I just can't I don't know how people know that they can make the decision that they'll spend the whole rest of their lives with that person and yeah that's it now definite about it like uh, when it's right it's right Very age, age, age doesn't come into the thing it's no that's probably. Do you think it's a generational thing, though, or do you actually think? And I suppose, and it is a generational thing. I suppose, and I'm not criticizing the present generation. I suppose they, they it's probably whether to, it's whether it is marriage or whether it is, it is buying cars or buying computers or buying whatever. There's so much choice out there in the world now. Do you know yeah. that that you're you're always reaching for something that may not be there. Do you know, it might be just right in front of your face, but. No, far away fields are green, as, as the <laughs> saying goes. It, it, it just, whether that's right or wrong, I, but... No, some, you're right. I actually no, think you're no, right. No. Go on, what are you going to say? You're painting everyone with, with the one brush there, Ashlyn, and that everyone young... You could, some people young are getting married and, and they're staying with their partners for a lifetime. It, it, it's not everyone that's... Um, you can't say that everyone in your generation is, is as you described there a few minutes ago. No, I don't think so. No, there's people I went to school with that are married and have kids, more than one. Uh-huh. So, uh-huh. I mean, everyone is different, but I feel... No, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. I was going to say, generally, people in my generation. Maybe I'm wrong, but generally, I think... Well, yeah. people are... I mean, people are... Like, that's fact, isn't it? They are definitely getting married later in life, like... Sure, yes, Kate's yes. Eight, like Kate's thirty-two. All her friends, like they all got married when roughly around uh, when they were thirty. Yeah. And the same, like ninety-nine percent of my friends are still not married, and we're all nearly twenty-six now. And it's not <laughs> on the cards for any of them, I don't think. <laughs> How soon after having Kate then did Mom go back to college? Kate, was born on the nineteenth of May. Yeah. How will you remember? You would definitely rehearse that one now before the phone call, so you'd know. No. What when's my birthday? Um. <laughs> you never remember it, like. July, your July. Is yeah. it twenty second? No. Yeah. Close. Went to the wrong the ten minute. <laughs> yeah, the twenty fifth. Twenty. So Katie was born on the nineteenth of May. She was born in Cork in the hospital in Cork. Yeah. And Mary, uh, she was, at the time she was sharing a house in, in, in Bendon Road with May, uh, Helen, her sister, and Angela Houlihan, as she was in, Angela Rhino. <laughs> While she was pregnant, she was sharing While this. She was, right, yeah. yeah. She was going to college. Yeah. And she was going to college. And uh, she had Katie on the 19th of May. This was in first year in college now, remember? Yeah. And her exams were starting the week after Katie being born, her first year exams. Alright. And, and I stayed in Cork that week while Mary was doing her exams. 
with Katie in the flat. Stop. A week uh, after. Yeah. Well, by God, let's choose some woman. <laughs> and she set her exams, her first year exams, and she passed them all. She passed them all. Like, she could have gotten, um, I can't remember what it's called. Is it an I grade or something it was in UL? Like, you could do them again in the, when people are repeating, when people have their repeats, she could just sit them in no, the she repeats. Did. She didn't bother. She did them. That's good. And she got them. With flying and then colours. We went home. And then we went home with Katie. That's mad, like. It's okay, it was inside in the the college house, like, the shared house. Yeah. And were they as bad as the ones that, like, these days, the ones in College Road and all that crack? Well, they, they, they certainly wouldn't force that anyway. <laughs> I doubt it, like, I don't think they've changed anyway. They were getting worse, if anything. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Did you always want to have four children? Yeah, I definitely wanted three to four. Yeah. After the third one being born, we had grave reservations, but we... After the third one? Oh, right. You were thinking, I don't know, will we get going now with this one? Yeah. <laughs> this one has changed at all. No, I think it was, you had the first two, and you were like, surely we can do better than these two. So you had to try again. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so you always wanted roughly around you. four. Because you came yeah. from, well, mom, there's four kids in mom's family, but you were... You both came from relatively big families. And yeah. um, when you had Kate, did you have a certain parenting style in mind or were you just winging it? And did it change as the rest of us were born? Um, uh, were we winging it? We were winging it a bit, I suppose. And obviously we took great advice from from brothers and sisters and from grandparents. Well, our parents, your grandparents, you yeah. know, and... and um, Obviously, at, at the age we were, and, and it being our first, um, you would have to take advice, and you would have to. But um, it was a it was a combination of both, I suppose. Yeah. Ashley is, is is the answer to your question. And did it change as the rest of us were born? Um, I wouldn't say so. Obviously, the, the with the second one, you were more experienced, and obviously, you would have to rely less, I suppose, on advice from from your peers. But mm. or less the same for all four, I would say. Yeah. And do you feel like you or mom were ever too strict on us? No. You don't? No. What about mom? Yeah, you were only sitting back and letting her tell us what to do anyway. I wouldn't have classed your mother as being a strict parent. She was she was disciplined and she was... You wouldn't have classed her as a strict parent. Will you come no. out of the fog? What? Mom is one of the strictest parents. I, I, ask any of my friends. Ask any of Kate's friends, Sean's friends. Probably not Eamon's friends because you weren't as strict on Eamon because he was the youngest. But ask any of our friends. They'd all say, still now, like even though we've grown up, that the two, mom was in particular a very strict parent. In what way? Sure, we weren't allowed to do anything. No, well, we were. But like... Oh, actually, I wouldn't agree with you there. I wouldn't agree with you at all. I wasn't you allowed given, to go. You were given, as I would class, normal discipline. No, I don't mean like punishing. Like, I don't mean like... That, that was uh, very average. But I mean like we weren't allowed sleepovers. I wasn't allowed to go to any like underage discos or anything like that. But you did go to underage discos. I, don't, I only went to youth club ones. 
Like, you know, the ones that would be on in Horns nightclub or something. And? Everyone else was Lago, is what I mean. But sure, if everyone else jumps over the cliff, does that mean you should jump over the cliff? <laughs> it's not the same thing, like, and sleepovers <laughs> as well. That one really annoyed me. And are you scared for life? No, I'm not scared for life. Yeah, but... I, I, I rest my case. No, but I'm... Those memories that, that everyone else has, I just... I don't have them. I mean, I feel like a piece of my childhood was just stripped away from me. You wind me up now, Ashley. <laughs> I'm only messing. But it was annoying at the time. Like, definitely was very annoying. Everyone else was allowed you, to... No, you, you will only appreciate all this, Ashley, if and when you have your own children. I don't think I'm going to not let my children have sleepovers. Mm. Time will tell. <laughs> Time will tell. I've had the same argument with mom. Anyway, overall, you don't feel like you were ever too strict on us. No. All right. Fair enough. Do you agree that mom has or had you under the thumb? <laughs> no. Will you go away like... <laughs> That's very insulting to me. Yeah, but it's true. Maybe not anymore, but back in the day, I used to say it to you all the time. Any time I'd ask you anything, or if I was asking permission to do anything, you'd be like, whatever your mother says, whatever she says. No, sure. Even though I knew, I could see it in your face, that you didn't think it was as big a deal as she thought it was. You would just agree with her for the sake of it. That's called unity, Ashley. <laughs> unity? No, that's called. You were trying to divide and conquer. You were trying to divide and You were trying to. You were trying to divide and conquer. No, I just knew that half the time she was being too strict yeah. for no reason. Seriously, if parenting, and I've seen parents who who have split up and have lost control of, uh, uh, lost respect from their children mm. because they weren't unified in their decision making. If we don't unify in your decision making. And I'm saying this to you as a potential parent for power. If <laughs> both partners don't be unified in their decisions, the children are going to smell a rat straight away and they will eat you up. <laughs> no, I do agree. But if I... So, thanks to your question about being under mom's thumb, I never felt under mom's thumb. Well, that's good. I'm delighted for you. Marriage, um, a successful marriage is about... Working um, together. Working together and good decision-making. Making... Mm. and a unified approach oh my god you should write a book I'd say how yeah. to how to have a successful marriage I think it'd be a bestseller <laughs> oh what I was going to say next was do you think you gave her the reins and follow what she says in a parenting sense and I no no Ashlyn we had many arguments down the years about certain aspects of parenting and 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 ways that I thought were different to her ways and can you give an example what uh, I can't give an exact example but we always have problems by discussing them yeah and we used to have problems and we had rough times in our marriage but we would always sit down and talk about it and come to a decision that was amenable to both of us yeah right okay moving on so from parenting what is your favourite memory of all of us together? Um, I suppose the holidays abroad and said in the caravan. <laughs> and the, 
inside the caravan so that makes us sound like tinkers the mobile home sorry the mobile home inside the caravan <laughs> out in the backyard like inside the caravan waving in at <laughs> from the house go on in the ferries are, are, are uh, hiring the car at the other end and sat nav and trying to get to the destination and the fight and the argument and, and, and the tantrums and the sat nav nearly killed us all so we used for obviously people that don't know where we went on holidays we used to go to um i i, I don't know maybe right. i presume other people used to do this as well but we used to go to like campsites in like france and spain it was flying expensive then or what we used to get the ferry anyway obviously the ferry yeah. was cheaper yeah but the ferry in itself was like a mini holiday at the start because yeah. there was like kids things on and there was magicians and dis- like mini discos and stuff. I used to get seasick though, but I still yeah. loved the ferry. But then we get off the ferry and we'd have to drive. Obviously, this was the cheaper option. Like, so we get on. Where are you? We used to get on the ferry in Cork, was it? That's right. Cork and then get off at some point in France or Spain but then have to drive I'd say the longest drive maybe we did was in and around four hours maybe it wasn't even but it was most of the time it'd be yeah. about two hours yeah huh was it sir yeah four hours but we used to have the sat nav and uh it wasn't we know because sometimes we used to have map like an actual physical map as well which was this big yoke that would literally go across <laughs> dad when he's driving and you were always the driver for some reason yeah but i don't know what would have been better mom would probably be better at math but anyway when we were tired cars then i i, I couldn't hack this i used to have mary after driving didn't with the higher cars because oh yeah why you why did you have such difficulty driving different cars i don't know i <laughs> It kind of happened at one year, and you know how they said, this is easier for me, I let Mary drive every other year. Bearing in mind now, this fella has no patience whatsoever, like, none, minus patience, if anything. Yeah. And then, so we're all sitting in the back of the car, and we're trying to decipher how to get there, and where you, then after a few years' time, you know, the sat-nav thing kind of came in, then we used to borrow the sat-nav off um, my aunt, and... <laughs> Just trying to find our way there for like, it could be a three to four hour drive and taking wrong turns upon wrong turns and everyone roaring at each other inside the car. Like, Eamon, the youngest child, like be like, no, it's this way, it's this way. And your man has an, a notion, like he can't, he's about 10 years off driving and he's <laughs> roaring, telling people where to go. Like, he still hasn't changed. <laughs> Oh, even though it was very stressful at the time, it is kind of one of the the, the, the good memories I have. <laughs> it actually on. is. It makes me laugh as well. But then, so we go to these campsites and we'd stay in these little um, mobile homes. And I would actually recommend anyone to do these holidays. Like, I'm definitely going to do these holidays when I have kids. It's like a massive caravan site and they have, like, everything. You could rent, like, big houses or you could camp in a tent and all this. But they always have, like, huge swimming pools and all these unreal slides and then they'd have shows at night time and there's bars there and they've everything that you need there and that's where we used to go for holidays and we used to do our own cooking then and that was my highlight as well was going to the supermarket 
Remember when I went up on stage one year and I sang for a wrestler? Remember that? <laughs> then you probably did that every year. <laughs> no, I, I have a recollection of one year and I don't know. There were such people smoking things now. <laughs> and for anyone who doesn't know, Dad loves singing. <laughs> Sing a song now. I won't, no, you won't. <laughs> but yeah, so that's your favourite memory of when we were younger. Yeah. Is there anything you would change or do differently in regards to raising us? Be stricter. Be stricter when you go away. <laughs> I um, not really, no. Um, I suppose, well, one thing, uh, when we were younger, I suppose, uh, maybe Katie and, 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 and Sean, um, <laughs> life was more hectic that time, I suppose, and we were trying to build a house and we were trying to save and I was work a lot of hours and a lot of hours. And maybe that was that is the regret, I suppose, that I didn't spend more time um, with them, then, with them, mm. um, which it was a necessity I felt at the time. So I suppose if I could turn back the clock, that'd be one thing I do different. Yeah. But sure, then, Dad, you wouldn't be where you are now if you didn't work all them hours to build the lovely house that you have. Well, you have to. It's easy to be wise now, isn't it? But anyway. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, what is the biggest lesson you have learned in life so far? Uh, how would I phrase this? Every day is different. Yes. And be ready for a slap in the back or a kick in the nuts any day of the week. <laughs> right. <laughs> right, okay. Um, what's, yeah. what's been your best and worst life experience so far? I suppose best life experience is, is the birth to my children, I suppose, and, 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 and watching them grow up and blossom and mature <laughs> why are you saying it like that we have matured <laughs> some of us yeah. anyway yeah um worst time in my life um i suppose uh losing my parents i suppose mm. um i found that very hard when it happened for each one of them yeah um it took a long time to to come to terms with it and even even to to this day, I suppose, you, you would still get not much now, little pangs, I suppose, especially certain times of the year. And, 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 Christmas, um, I feel. You don't like Christmas. No, no. And uh, also, Mary's, Ned and Kathleen uh, <coughs> were very good to us, like, and, and, and just they were great people, and, and I miss them as well, you mm. know? Yeah. Is there a moment or event that radically changed the way you saw the world? You mean in my personal life or in just in general? Um, both, maybe? Um, they're not so much my personal life. I suppose the thing that changed my life, I, I, I'll never forget, was 9-11. Oh, and, yeah. and, and, and what happened that day. And, and, and I suppose in, in smaller instances, continues to happen, I suppose, calamities and, and, and the level, the different levels of... Uh, of madness in the world, I suppose, to use a simple word, and, and yeah. how volatile the world is, and, and, and how precious life is, and, and how lucky we are, I suppose, to have what I would class a normal life, and, 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 and a good life, compared to what other people have to endure, you yeah. know? Yeah. What was the moment I hurt you the most when I was growing up? So you know, Ashlyn, uh, genuinely, I can't remember any instance where you really hurt me. 
to be honest. You can't remember any time? No. Can you? <laughs> what about when I was 14? What happened to you then? What did you do then? <laughs> do you remember the night that I was, I was at the track with the girls and I got into a bit of trouble? What did, you, did you get drunk or something? Yeah, when I was underage drinking and I might have gotten in a little bit of trouble with the police. <laughs> Gee, I've completely forgotten about that accident. <laughs> when I was 14, I, or I won't say my age, I feel like that's so young. When I was under 18, it wasn't the age that I just said. I was underage drinking and... Um, oh I, yes, you went up over near the bridge over at the, the end of the track. Yeah, I was the only dope to get caught <laughs> doing what everyone else was doing, but I obviously had to get caught like with my look. Um, and you were, you were talking a while ago then about the strictness of us and <laughs> then the first chance you get it freedom. What do you do? Yeah, but that's so, what I'm saying. And I've said this to mom before that if you, I, I don't know, maybe I'm wrong. I don't have my own children, but I just compare it to my friend's and they have they agree i've said this to my friends those the the friends that i have that had parents that weren't so strict and they had more of a friendlier relationship with their parents or their mothers in particular they weren't um what's the word they weren't they never really they didn't misbehave as much or they didn't go like crazy at the taste of a bit of freedom whereas me or any of the other girls that had very strict parents did and that's just what I noticed might be a coincidence might not be we'll see all I'll say to now Ashton is wait until you have your own <laughs> right okay we'll see it's probably in the breeding though that just that's each, against me each parent set of parents if there's two there or one or whatever um, do things differently and if every parent did the same thing to be very dull world <laughs> yeah. but that's so is that when I hurt you the most? mm-hmm <laughs> huh? which was the major it was obviously at the time it wasn't a major was thing scary. Jesus Christ your reaction says different well, <laughs> it was scary Ashlyn because you were on your own and you were vulnerable and, and, and there was no adult there with you when it happened yeah. What if, what if some loony tube came on like? <laughs> yeah. Kira's aunt tried to, um, Kira's my best friend by the way, but Kira's aunt tried to get me out before, before you came, like came to pick me up before you were contacted, but mum was already oh. contacted. Ina. Ina. Oh, Ina, yeah. Because <laughs> Kira, yeah. Kira was going home with her like. And she, I remember her coming up to the window and they were like, no, her mom is already on the way. And I was like, oh my God, I think I had just given them mom's number. Like, and if it had just been a few minutes earlier, I could have saved myself a lot of trouble. <laughs> You'll learn from that, Ashton. That's called a life lesson. A life lesson. Tis by, I've learned a lot. Sure. Store it for going forward. <laughs> yeah. What was the uh, what was the moment I frustrated you the most when I was growing up? When you wouldn't listen to me and you would go upstairs and bang the door in the room and wouldn't come out with doors. <laughs> yeah, I suppose, yeah. And what about the rest of them? 
Well, you wanted to watch the world. Well, you go away. No, I wasn't. <laughs> I definitely was not the worst out of the four of us. Who was but the... Huh? I wouldn't, actually, I'm not going to pick out one here now that's worse than the other or, or one that's better than anyone else. We all had your moment, and like every family. And, and we're all um, e- equally as annoying at times. Yes. <laughs> and who's your favourite child? Um, I would like to think that I treat them all equally. Mm. But there's one, obviously, yeah. that successful but we would only need to say we already know so um <laughs> what advice would you give to your younger self at age 20 30 and 40 uh so i suppose the, the answer to the question would be um when i was younger i i think i lacked a bit of self-confidence yeah. so if 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 i was 20 again i'd be more self-confident and and um Uh, how would I say, um, appreciate myself better, I suppose. You know, in the sense that I was probably better than what I gave myself credit for. Right. And at the time, I didn't see that. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. What's something that you always wanted to do, but you didn't? And why didn't you? Um, is another thing that I didn't do that I'd really want to do. I suppose maybe when I left when I left school um, I went to agricultural college and I, and I spent two, two and a half years doing that um, and that's where I am I suppose then that's how I went into farm management and all that. Sometimes I wonder if I had gone to mainstream college university um, would life have been different or whatever but Mm. At the end of the day, I'm quite happy with the road I took yeah. and where I am now. So, why did you do um, agricultural college? Just because, like, you were always on the farm and whatever. It was, and I always loved working on the farm, and and it was always something I felt that I wanted to do. And and, and I suppose in my naivety. Um, but now the way I see farming has gone, I'm probably lucky. I, I, I was hoping that one day, this after farm management, I'd buy my own farm and, and go into full-time farming. But I'm glad I didn't do that when you consider the, the pressure that's on farmers now. You mm. know? Yeah. What would you have done, do you reckon, if you went to university? Um, psychology, I'd say. Psychology, I'd say no. <laughs> what would you uh, do? No, I probably have done something in 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 business um, or something maybe. Huh? Business maybe. Business, business, yeah. Our 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 our. Um, an accountant maybe. I could see you as an accountant, is it? Business and and yeah, yeah. Well, I actually I was only missing. I could not see you as an accountant. <laughs> Well, and not so much an account, but but um, how to run the business and, and, and how to, how would I say, make sure the books are right and all that, you know, not not, yeah. over, not not get yourself into too much bother financially and all that, you know. Yeah, you're good. You are um, good with the finances, to be fair. Yeah. You're very good with, with money, if I could maybe be the same way, to be brilliant. Yeah. But, yeah. 
I suppose actually one one bit of advice would be uh, it's great to live for today and mm. enjoy today, but also bear in mind that you must think of tomorrow and 10 years down the road. So be always putting a bit aside that you maintain your independence because the only way you can be independent is if you have some bit of backing yeah. in the line. Well, that would be my advice to any young one. Mm. Enjoy, enjoy in 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 bearing in mind that you have a life to live. Do you have a bucket list now that we're all kind of grown up? And what are your top five things on it? Before you um, like things you want to do before you die. Do a bit of travelling. Yeah. Anywhere um, in anywhere in particular that you really want to go. Not really. I suppose different places and and and. and... Obviously, uh, travel with with Mary. I, I I wouldn't do it my own life. I suppose the the, the most important thing is is our health. Yeah. Um, want to stay healthy in mind and body. Yeah. And uh, make sure our children are happy. Yeah. In whatever they do. And advise them and help them in any way we can going forward. And mm-hmm. have more grandchildren. It's great to have grandchildren. <laughs> Yeah. Who's your favourite grandchild? I'm only messing. Don't say that. <laughs> I'd say you'll be waiting a while for more grandchildren though, Dad, I'm afraid. But sure if I am, I am. Unless Sean just pops out a secret one sometime. No, I don't. <laughs> well, it certainly won't be me and I highly doubt it's going to be Eamon and even more doubtful that it's going to be Sean. But three's enough to keep you going for a while. But is there anywhere in particular that you'd like to go? You should go to Asia, I feel. Yeah, yeah, just, I'd like to go to America again for a while. I couldn't imagine uh, you in Asia now, I think. I'm, I'm wrong in saying that. I'd love to go to, to France in, in Italy. <laughs> You've been there. I know, but there's so much of it there. Like. True. But you should go to Asia because it's so different. I've said this to mum before. It's nothing like... You need to go away from like Western world and see the different parts of the world. Right, come on now, because I'm just going to work. What else? Right, that's it, so. Right, Dad, thank you very much. How did you find your experience on the podcast? Yeah, sure, too grand. Too grand. Yeah. Is your first ever podcast maybe the first of many? First of many. Everyone now will be trying to... There's be... podcasts, there's interviews on radio, and there's whatever else. It's kind of... It's hard to book you. It was hard to get. It was hard to find a time that you were free, you know. Busy, yeah. busy man. <laughs> was this better now than an interview on Radio Kerry? Uh, sure. Yeah. <laughs> right, come on, Saoirse. Bye, Ashlyn. And looking forward to seeing you home in the near future. <laughs> and bye to all your listeners and hope that I bring a bit of a smile to someone's face with my silly stories. <laughs> <laughs> you will of course how cute is my dad <laughs> um, that is it for this week's episode I really really hope you enjoyed it and I will see you in the next episode bye